ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's another edition of the Cause I Have To podcast. When living your dream is the only option. We are uh, broadcasting live from Thousand Oaks. From T.O. T.O. We are in T.O. <laughs> T.O. Uh, we have such a special guest who's allowing us to um, do this in his home studio, which now we're obsessed with. And we are going to have to replicate his home studio because it's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, but let's get into, uh, he's a custom home builder, a custom home designer. He works on luxury estates in Los Angeles and beyond. He's your guide to turning your house into something truly extraordinary. Uh, his bold creativity transports you out of the box and beyond your comfort zone to build yourself a beautiful life. Please welcome Dean Sharp. He is the house whisperer. Dean, welcome to the program. I am so thrilled that you, I'm here with you guys. It's I mean, so good. I say welcome, but I really should say thank you for having us. Welcome home. I was going to say. Welcome home. You're, welcome to this place. Yeah. We're at his beautiful abode. He's on KFI, has a show, and does all kinds of other things. But we're going to get into that in just a moment. We'll be right back. We made it to season three of the Cuz I Have To podcast. When living your dream is the only option. We're your hosts. I'm Julie Slater. And I'm Jason Friday. We'll be chatting with guests and each other about facing your fears and going for it in life. We hope to inspire you to live your dreams. Now let's get to it. And we're back. <laughs> so Dean Sharp. I love this whole podcasting thing. <laughs> that was the easiest transition ever. Isn't it? I know. You just said that you go... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All right. So we're with the House Whisperer. Um, he has a program on KFI in Los Angeles on Saturdays and Sundays. Also, really is a home builder designer. But let's really start with the most important thing. We are all sipping a delicious whiskey. You're yes. a whiskey. Most importantly, you're a whiskey fan. Yeah. Yes, I am. What I do am. we got here? What are you drinking? I am specifically a Scotch fan. I mean, I you know I like the distilled spirits. So yeah. I'm drinking a little bit of uh, Lagavulin 16, which is an Isla uh, Scotch, which of course when you go to Scotland you don't call it Scotch. That's like the it's whiskey, yep. right? Uh, so this is from Isla. So there's a lot of peat in it, smoke like uh, pipe smoke and stuff. Because I oh that's I, the one I taste. That's the one you're like no no <laughs> wow no so, not that it's, one. It's really good. It is really it had good. A nice but aftertaste. It, but yeah, I don't think I could drink that. I think I would get sick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I don't remember what. Uh, I think this is the Angel's Envy. Angel oh yeah, Envy rye. so that's Angel's Envy Rye, yeah. mm -hmm. which is uh, which is uh, once it's distilled, it's actually aged in, uh, I believe, sherry casks. Sherry so casks, it's got yeah. the yeah, it's uh, that's really smooth rye. I mean, really good rye, yes. like like American pie rye. Right it there, is, right? Amer yeah. And the, the uh, what do you have, Jason? I, I uh, same thing. I, yeah. I, I oh, said okay. I'm going to go with the rye because right. I don't drink there a lot go. of rye, and I love rye. I know you're I'm a, a bourbon. Big bourbon. Yeah, you're bourbon so, fan. so there's not a lot of rye. By the way, okay. I, this is so fun because you know I don't have the freedom to just uh, talk on the air on KFI. Like, and by the way, today's program brought to you by Lagavulin 16. If you don't know what that is, come join me. Uh, you know, you guys just celebrated your six-year anniversary on KFI. Was I there for the first show, or I don't know if you'll remember. I think you were. I think, I think, I think you been. were. You were. I was a news anchor at the time at KFI, and there's little news breaks in between his show. And I wonder, I feel like I was there for one of the first You shows. were. I don't remember when, because I'm terrible about that kind of thing, like when, at what point you left KFI and I lost you and my heart was broken. It was sad, wasn't it? <laughs> because I just always felt like we really just had a good, a great vibe. Yeah. And to the point where, by the way, so when I started on KFI, it was only one hour. You know, it was like, a, they gave me one hour. Testing it out. Uh, and, uh. And I, you and I were vibing so much. Robin, the program director, had to say after you know after a few shows, he's like, she's like, uh, well, I know you and Julie get along really well, but don't talk to Julie so much because the the time is just just rolling. Don't just just you know say hi. So she and broke us up. She did. Robin she tried to. She tried to get in between us. She really did. Interesting. And now, 
They've given me, now I have three hours on Sunday and two on Saturday. And so nobody complains when I talk to the news anchor, you know, for the entire first segment, pretty much. I'm just like, hey, how's it going? What's That's what's funny. up with you this week? It's weird that you connect with somebody else. Well, <laughs> you know. That's awkward. It's an awkward story. That makes me sad, Dean. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> well, you moved on. And <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I was hoping you guys would be excited oh, about your the beard? beard. Your beard is nice. It you looks know, and good. I was I was hoping to get because I know you're a beard aficionado, so I was hoping yes. to at least get like an initial rating because this is a young beard. This is a December beard. Actually, I was telling everybody at first because I had some surgery in in December. That's pretty on much your from, beard. F- not on the beard. Okay. No, <laughs> I just I just this is this was uh, it was well managed facial neglect until early January, at which point a couple of friends said, you know what, you're rocking that facial hair. Just uh, why don't you hang on to that for a while? And I'm like, you know what, I actually yeah. like it. This is that the first time, I mean, I've had, you know, the after five thing sure. forever and today, but yeah. uh, this is the first full, re- like honest beard that I have, I think ever had, ever. Oh, wow. What? Ever. What about during COVID? The height of COVID? Did you no, still no. shave every day? Yeah, no. No, well, I never I never shave every day. I uh, shave like every three days, you know, because yeah. I don't mind the little, the stubble yeah, and stuff. Yeah, a little scrub. Yeah. yeah, you know, because it kind of works. It works with the whole sure. construction vibe and whatever. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, this is, no, I'm and, and now I'm actually like, you know, uh, oils and balms and brushes oh. and like, I'm like, I'm, I'm actually tending the garden. <laughs> I like it. I feel like I had an influence on it, so it makes me feel good. Uh, yeah. 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 Well, it's funny. I was going to say it looks naturally delicious on you, bro. <laughs> oh. like, that's, that's heart oh. to heart, bro What's to bro. Oh, man, that beard means the world. Beard. That, mean, that means the world because way back, again, like six years ago, uh, you know, Julie would just go off on beards. And I knew, I knew the very first thing, before I knew anything <laughs> yeah. else about Julie, I knew that she was a beard lover. And I can see why now because yeah. you have yes. a – you Jason have a fine a quaff right there on your chin. <laughs> there was one point where it was really, I got you to grow it out pretty crazy, and your mom was just like, son, she, can you trim it a little? She she, she was, yeah, I know, yeah, she she wasn't into it, but that's okay. Moms don't most, like their most sons Most moms to get don't too like yeah, I think I'm gonna, on their I, I'm going to keep sons. this one relatively you know, I like it. it relatively close to where it is now. I'm not yeah. going Duck Dynasty. No, with this d- one, no, no. <laughs> there's no reason to. <laughs> you got chickens, man. You don't got ducks. Okay. Yeah. Can we explain where we are? So we're at um, the House Whisperer's home, and and it's just first of all, he's redone so many things inside, but also there's a bunch of chickens, a rooster uh, to our right. Lucky. Yeah. yeah. We, we pet, like to call we it a farmette. Yeah, we farm have at. a farmette. There you go. You know, we we got some chickens. We got beagles. We've got cats. We've got bees I didn't see the cats. over behind. Yeah, the cat will come later. Domino. Oh, okay. Who Jason had a cat named Domino. That's right, apparently. I did. Oh, yep. Wow. Sure did. There's a little guest house which we were a little upset with is occupied. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah mm. Well, next it, time. I was going to yeah. say it may not be in the future, and that's That's, right. that's, that's when right. our. Our, our so that's when the podcast really takes <laughs> off, I think. When we do an overnight podcast. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And he's got a little fire pit over there. Yep. If we could podcast here every episode, I'd cry. Well, I, I had to do, I I had to do something here. to attract you guys yes. here. Can I just, okay, I'm going to be yeah. completely honest with you about two things. Yes. Yeah. And then we'll go on to wherever you want to yes, go. Yes, okay. <laughs> Number one. Uh, I forgot what my first point was. How long no. we've been trying to get this to happen? Uh, <laughs> this meeting? We've, I'm going to say it's probably been a year to a year and a half in the making for this podcast. Yeah, just because of schedules. Some, some just, of it was yeah. we had our dog who we've talked about was very ill, and it was kind of hard to leave her, and then it wasn't easy to bring her because who knows? Yeah. You know, so that was one thing, scheduling, all kinds of stuff. And then, you know, I don't always like, go after a guest like ah so i give a little break i'm like hey what's up should we try this again and we always were like yeah 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 and then oh wait yes but i'm doing this the holidays so it finally worked out but you know things happen when they should right so there you go so so here's my here's this should be a good example of me to everybody who's listening if they even care (laughs) uh number one uh, just full disclosure, because I, 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 I love the idea of just being completely as transparent as you should be with sure. people. You shouldn't be fully transparent with everybody, clearly. <laughs> but uh, but with you guys, completely. So, uh, number one, this is the first time I have ever been interviewed. Ever. 
well, by anyone. Well, ever. we just Hold heard on. your show. No, no, Tina doesn't count. <laughs> Tina, Last weekend, we did a, a little thing. You were very uncomfortable, which I, I just want to say. It was funny. It was funny. You were very uncomfortable talking about yourself. And I it am. was hilarious. And it, I said to Jason, I think this took a year, year and a half for other reasons. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Probably. So, but, so I just want you to know, I mean, this is it. I mean, you're, you guys, this is the first time I've ever sat down with somebody who isn't my wife. <laughs> Uh, and uh, and just you know, and, this is and, a safe space for you. Okay, thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. Uh, the second thing you need to know is I just listened to the last episode of your podcast this afternoon, and you were talking about like uh, you know talking to the guys at Coldplay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you mentioned something, and again, it humbled me, and it just kind of put things in perspective because you said, you know, when you're talking to somebody really important, you only get about ten minutes with them nine ten minutes at the most and i thought to myself i cleared my whole afternoon <laughs> i mean if the guest house wasn't occupied right now i'd be like you guys want to stay the night <laughs> so we got all the time is this a do, do it your are your episodes normally like two and a half hours long because I, I got a lot of time this may be a three-parter that's yeah. how that's how high level i am Yes. I am a, uh, what we call a Z-level personality. Of course. So there you go. First one ever, and uh, you can have more than 10 minutes because literally I got nowhere else to go. <laughs> like, just here I am. We forgot the bottles, though. We left them inside. <laughs> yeah, we may have to pause this to get more drinks. At Is there point. a pause button over he there? He could just text Tina. Can you bring, yeah. can you bring us something? Oh, she will. She, yeah, will. she will. Yes, we do get drink service out here. Uh, oh, my God. And so what's cool, too, about this little studio is it's out in the back. Like, it's there's a guest house. Uh, there's the chicken, the chickenette over there. There's a bee area. And then this is its own separate little building. That's its own little studio. It's really sweet. And by building, we mean literally a porta shed. That's what this. That's yeah. what we are in. A converted. Is it really? So this can... is a porta shed. So yeah. okay, I see. You got the angles. You got the foams. You got the. Uh, yeah, it's an eight it, by it, eight porta shed yeah. that we threw the sliding glass door on. We insul sound insulated the walls, and then yeah. you know, and then we just kind of attenuated. It. Is... My son Jason. My son Jason yeah. is a an oh, audio an audio engineer. No a musician kidding. and an audio engineer. What? Yeah, you you guys are gonna hit it off great later this afternoon when we're done with this. <laughs> if this and ever the, ends, and the, if, it if it ever ends. Sorry, Jason. Nice because uh, I, I'm sorry. Ten minutes is up, guys. I gotta go. I've got a I've got a high level. Uh, oh my god, it's twelve uh, minutes. Other You're things right. to do. We went two minutes. You, over. This is gonna be so edited down. <laughs> Nothing that I'm saying right now is gonna end up on the podcast because people are gonna be like, oh my god, where did they find this guy? So anyway. <laughs> Uh, but we yeah. want to freak you out, but we rarely edit anything. Oh, no. It's okay. okay. So I don't even want to talk about um, the house stuff just yet. Okay. Uh, I want to know the tattoos on your uh, forearms here. What are those? Oh... Like what's the what's the These are these are based these are this is the only ink that I have on my body unless I, you know, accidentally marked myself with that Sharpie earlier. <laughs> uh, this is a um, these kind of represent they're, they're on my forearms, right? Left and right forearm, and they kind of represent my the two pillars of my kind of existence, right? They're uh, they're based on Hopi ancient like 5000 year old hopi uh picto wait petroglyphs that's what it is rock carvings wow um as far as the art style right yeah and this one is just obviously there's a guy and there's this this big swirl some people think it represents god uh, it's it's the mystery it's life it's the whirlwind right it's like it's a it's a it's a swirl just literally a spiral and i there's something i absolutely as an artist i absolutely love minimalist art and i love like prehistoric art because sure. it's just so like there it is yeah. there there is the idea right there so as far as like representing whatever the divine the great mystery just life itself um this whirlwind and then it's replicating itself like there's a there's a connection and a communication of that it's kind of you know my high quality uh, tattoo, right? After all these years, it's sort of spread out, but that's the same spiral down inside that guy's belly. So that's right. on one arm. And then this is that same representation with two people, that connection between people. So this is this represents my right 
uh, forearm my relationship to just life. Sure. And this is uh, my relationship to people. And these are my priorities in life, right? The chasing uh-huh. the mystery and, and my relationship with, uh, with other people. And the reason they're on my forearms and, and is <clears throat> I was a huge fan of Kung Fu, not the martial art, but the show. With David Carradine when I was growing up. Do you guys remember that show? Uh, Do you ever see that show? I don't know if I've okay. seen it, but I want <laughs> it's to. It's basically, see it. you know, he plays a Chinese guy and he's white. And so, uh, <laughs> so it was actually, okay, no. The, uh, so the history of the show is, is that Bruce Lee developed this show. Oh. Bruce Lee brought this to whatever, NBC or AB, I don't know what, he brought it to the major network. Yeah. Wow. He's like, listen, we're going to have this. This, this Shaolin uh, priest wandering through the West. It's a Western, okay? And they're like, yeah, we love it. We love it. We're buying it. We're doing it. And you can't be in it, Bruce Lee, because you're Chinese. Uh, and so we're going to get somebody. So they David Carradine, who was... Wait, is this the spoof? Thing? No, it's not a no. spoof oh, at all. This not. is real. This was real. Okay. Why wouldn't they let him be in it? Because he's Chinese. Uh, because it was 1972, and yeah. they're just like nobody's <laughs> going to watch a show with the, where the lead star is actually Asian. Right. Oh God, yeah, I get right. That. Okay. So we got to get like at least a half white guy. Uh, so David Carradine. Uh, I don't even know if he has any Asian blood in. Maybe he is. Maybe he's half Asian. He has squinty eyes. That's all. I think that's all the network was concerned about. And they're like, okay, you're it. Anyway, I didn't know any of this when I was a young boy. All I knew was at the opening of this show, they show Kwai Chang Kane, that's the character, going through his becoming a Shaolin priest. And the very last thing, this is, you guys, if you didn't know the show, you're familiar with like the like the idioms from it. It's like, when you can snatch the pebble from my hand, grasshopper. Right, that's right. all from Kung Fu. Sure. Right? Um, at the end... He has to walk in, and there's this burning, uh, there's this uh, like this iron uh, bowl of burning hot coals, and he has to pick it up with his forearms and lift it up and set it on another pill. Uh, and and what's on the side are these dragons right. that are burnt into his forearms as scars now. Okay, for the rest of his life, he's got these dragon scars. And so the reason my tattoos are on my forearms is because I am too much of a wimp to actually burn them in. But I just always thought that was the coolest thing. So so my dad, who had all sorts of ink all over his body from World War II. Yeah, he was a sailor. Okay. Oh, the collective. Oh. My dad, who was like, listen, you, you, you know, you got to get yourself some, you got to get yourself some ink. You know, he wanted me to go get a tattoo when I was 11 years old. And like, hey, you got to, awesome. I'm like, no, dad, I, I'm going to figure out one day if I ever do out of honor. So I did this actually after my dad passed away. Okay. Uh-huh. And I thought, okay, I'm going to get a couple of tattoos. I'm going to figure out what they're all about. And, uh, and, and, and because of Kung Fu, I'm going to put them on my forearms. <laughs> And there you go. <laughs> End of story. That was a great story. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> All right. So we're going to deep dive into your psyche, Dean Sharp. Um, <laughs> we listened to you talking about your childhood. And it was very interesting that you were born in Montrose, California. Uh, and then you lived in uh, actually on a landfill, which Jason yeah. was f- familiar with. Yeah. And um, it was kind of wild to hear that you said you were you were adopted into a family that was like a farm family, but you were an artist. How did you, I guess, how did you so young maybe understand, like I would think even a kid might be like, well, I'm a farm person, like no choice, you know? Like how did you, I guess the to me the artistry must have been so strong in you to know yeah, it's yeah. not like a, it's not like I I knew I like I am an artiste. I could see that. <laughs> what what is wrong with you people? Uh, no, uh, it wasn't son, that. It was still pick up the manure. Yeah, it was just which I did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was just the contrast. I guess it was just it was just coming home. I don't even know how to describe that, but it was coming home and 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 communicating, trying to communicate certain things to my family. And my parents kind of like just this like your interests, just this blank look on their face, like yeah. as if I wasn't talking at all. And as soon as I started talking about 
things that they knew about, vump, they suddenly they were present and then and then gone. Oh, right? there you are, Dean. Sorry, yeah, <laughs> sorry, we didn't know you had sat down at the table. And so that's that's. So it wasn't like I was identifying myself as an artist at the time. I was just this. Uh, I was just simply made. That's that's hindsight, right? I was just simply made of different material, and and I had a different vibe. I had a whole different thing going on uh, that they I, they didn't really expect, and so it was kind of square peg round hole kind of situation, which most of that peg fits the square peg in the round hole, right? It's just the corners don't fit, and so that's the parts of my personality and my and my thinking that just didn't my my family they didn't. They didn't get on my case about it. I didn't get any guff about it. Um, Did it they just, allow you to pursue those things? Like, were they okay with you having those interests? Yeah, I mean, Not I, mean, mean with, I mean, I was gone. I was out of the house by, for other reasons by the time I was like 16 and a half. So, so it wasn't like, you know, as a young adult. Where'd you or, go at 16 and a half? <clears throat> well, that's a whole thing. I, <laughs> I, I, I had to move out because yeah. my, my mom was not mentally well. And oh, okay. so it was a... It was a, not an easy childhood. Yeah. Sure. But the point being that, no, I mean, they didn't discourage anything. It was just, they were just sort of blind to it. It was just sort of a non thing, except for my father, who at age seven probably did one of the most formative things that a person could ever accidentally do to you, which is I came home <clears throat> one day and there was this massive box. You know, this is the, this is like 1972 or something, right? Uh, do my math right? Uh, 73. Uh, <laughs> there's a massive box sitting in my bedroom. And I'm like, what's this? And he's like, open her up. And uh, which, by the way, my parents uh, both had accents. And I had an accent when I was younger <laughs> that I don't speak in now. Because when I actually started going to school, kids at school, my friends were like, where are you from? And I'm like, oh, I was born in Newport Beach. And they're like, why do you talk like this? Okay. Because this is the set. This is, this is, this is actually the original accent that I had when I was a kid, because both of my Your parents, parents from the South, one, one of my parents was from Arkansas and the other was from Oklahoma. Oh, and yeah. so I talk so like this. And so now I'm in school, right? I'm in first and second grade. And the kids are like, Hey, where are you from? And I'm like, I'm from Newport Beach, California. <laughs> and they're like, you're just a weirdo. So I just kind of pushed it down. That was a whole other thing. When I didn't real remember that when my friends would come over, um, and I talked this way in front of my friends, in front of my parents, they're like, um, wh what happened to your voice? And that was a whole thing uh, that they almost like I was embarrassed. I wasn't, I just wanted to fit in. I was just a kid. Sure. So anyway, um, so you uh, learned, you kind of learned to talk, yeah, like a Californian. So this Did you big, say what's up? Yeah, that was it. Up, that was it. But it's still, y'all, y'all's always they always just slide right out. Yeah. They're just uh, I can't I can't get rid of the y'all. So, uh, but there was this big box, and I opened up this big box, and it was a Funkin Wagnalls Junior Encyclopedia, and I thought, wow, okay, what's this, Dad? He's like, that's an encyclopedia set. He says, that's from A to Z, like all the stuff that everybody knows. And I'm like, okay, why'd you give it to me? He said, because you're asked a lot of damn questions. <laughs> and I just, just enough, enough with the questions. All right, there, there it is. All right, so you just go read these books. When you have a question, you just go read these books and uh, stop asking us so many damn questions. And that happened to me for real. When That's I so was seven funny. years old. Wow. Oh, my God. And you know what? I did. I mean, yeah. I did. Living up in the canyon, I had a lot of time on my hands. And I'm like, hmm, I wake up on a Saturday morning. It kind of feels like an L day. L. <laughs> so just pull up L. Hmm, <laughs> Liberia. Where's that? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to picture the encyclopedias. Was that the classic? Uh... It brown? wasn't a Britannica. No, oh, I graduated okay, to Britannica. Okay, okay. Funkin' Wagnall's Junior Encyclopedia. These are so each letter was like an inch thick. Okay, okay. All so right. it was readable for an yeah, elementary yeah. school like, kid. Let's start yeah. opening the. But you know, it just it just it, it what inadvertently happened was, I realized, wow, the world, right, life, yeah. wow, wow. 
and I just never stopped. It just that just that just hooked into. So again, it's like the greatest formative thing that a person could ever completely accidentally do to you. My dad, his only thought was, "This kid's got to stop asking so many damn questions," <laughs> which is hilarious. But it just set me on this path to like you know the universe is just an amazing. This is an amazing place that we live in. How can you possibly suck it all in in one lifetime? Right. Yeah. So it just, it filled me with wonder and wonder has never left me and wonder has served me my entire life. Wow. In, in every way, shape and form. That's one of the, th if, if anybody ever asked me like, what are the things that you're, you hold on to the most? And, you know, especially now that I'm approaching an older age. Uh, <laughs> um, still pretty young. Well, I would like to thank you. Yes. But um, wonder, wonder keeps you young because wonder, and it keeps you humble. Yep. Sure. Because you, you know, I, uh, my son asked me years and years ago when he was a teenager, he's like, dad, so this whole humility thing, how do you achieve humility? I'm like, you don't. Humility is not a character trait. Nobody carries humility because you could be very humble at one moment and be a complete ass uh, 10 minutes later. Yeah. And I, I, this is probably one of the only truly wise things I think ever came out of my mouth as a parent. I said to him, humility is a byproduct of properly locating yourself in the universe. Once you realize where you are in relationship to everything else, including the fact that you know one, you know, micro infinitesimal bit of information and the rest of the universe is completely out of reach to you, then you will realize uh, that uh, you're a very small person in a very big place and, uh, you know, ease off on everybody. Just, just ease up. And, uh, and so humility is just a byproduct, I think, of figuring out and realizing who you are. And it's just part of wonder. And, and I love it. I love that. I love that. That is well said. Sure like, is. Like, damn. <laughs> Thank you, Lagavulin16. <laughs> and that's our sponsor for the... <laughs> what, do you, what got you into um, architecture, home building? Like, what was your first experience with that? I think I was, I was a, uh, I think I was just an artist trying to figure out how to do art, and uh, and what got me into it was the need of a job, and literally I did I when I was younger I had no designs like oh it's going to be architecture that's what it's going to be yeah, uh, and so I needed a job. Uh, and in my early adult years, like right out of the shoot for other reasons that, uh, that you don't want to hear about, but, uh, <laughs> I needed a job and, uh, I had a friend who was a framing carpenter and he's like, well, he says, you, you, you're familiar with this stuff. And I'm like, yeah. He's like, why don't you come and work for us? And it Were just you so, familiar? yeah, because yeah. growing up in yeah. my blue collar family, right. The one yeah. thing that that my parents, right. that my father especially did, you know, I mean, we knew how to build, we knew how to do stuff, we knew how to farm, we knew how to grow vegetables, we knew how to, you know, get it done. And so not not at the level of a, of a professional carpenter, but certainly it made me a really good candidate as an apprentice carpenter. So I got hired on, and I got hired on to a company. This was, again, like the fates. Ooh. I got hired on to a company that did nothing but ultra custom mansions in Beverly Hills and Bel Air. So like what my very first job ever was working on Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's house. No way. And it just went from there. So what I got to see though, in the midst of doing that was like, oh, there is a, there's an artistry and a philosophy. There's a whole world here that I could expand into if I wanted to go there. And I just decided that's where I'm going to go with it. That's where I'm, that's where I'm going. And so so the art started taking on all of these aspects of uh, spatial art, you know, installation art that, you know, that's, that's, that to me is what architecture is. It's installation art that you actually live in every day. Right. If you do it well. Yeah. Did you go to school to be an architect? No. No. I don't even have a high school diploma. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Okay. See, this is the story that I keep avoiding. <laughs> We're bringing it out, Dean. Don't you have to have a license or something? You do have to be. I, I do oh, have a license. Okay. I have a license. No, no, I have a license to build. Though. You could get a license yeah. for whatever. But no, I'm not a licensed architect. I'm a home designer, which yeah. you have the freedom to do in California for residences, three stories or 
less. Maybe not a okay. corporate. No, you building. can't do. You know, you can't. You can't. You can't. Scraper. You know, no, I don't design. You know, uh, industrial or commercial yeah. buildings. Okay, I didn't know. But that. residences, you can do residences up to three stories and any size. I mean, they can be as many of them have been thirty thousand square feet houses, right? So that's. But yeah, that's the thing. I actually I did pretty well in school. Okay. Uh, back in the day when the when the SAT was scored at like fifteen hundred, right? I scored fourteen ninety on my SAT. I had wow all these in my junior year of high school. I had scholarships lined up, and then my mother, God rest her soul, uh, torpedoed that with a set of lies about how my father had left us. He was seeing, he was in a relationship with another woman. He was living in another city. He stopped sending money back home and we have no money. So I had to choose to leave high school. And so I just got the GED. I left all that on the table wow. because how can you not take care of your mom? Yeah. yeah. So I left all that on the table and I started working full time. And uh, at Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Well, not there first. Okay. I, first, I was working at Ritz Camera, Ritz Camera Shop uh, in the Northridge Fashion Center, and uh, doing that. And after about a year later, a little less than a year later, my mom came to me and said, "Oh, by the way, uh, hey, I came home from work one day. I'm giving all my money to our household to pay the rent and you know all the." Um, she came home one day. I came home one day, and she said. Oh, by the way, we're moving down to San Diego with your dad. And I'm like, wait, I thought that was a whole... That, that. No, it turns out the whole thing was a lie. The whole thing what? was not true. And uh, my father was working in San Diego. He had just changed his phone number. He hadn't abandoned us. And she hadn't given me the new number, so I hadn't had any contact with him. There was not another woman. He had always been sending money up. Uh, and so... But did he ever try contacting you? Uh, no, it was just, you know, my father was yeah. one of those guys where like, Hey, the kid's doing okay. He's fine. Yeah. Uh, right. And so when I finally did talk to him, I'm like, dad, do you have any idea what I gave up in order to, so, yeah. so they, she moved to San Diego to be with him. I'm like, listen, I already have a full-time job. I've been working this for a year. So I was 16 and a half and I got yeah. an apartment in Chatsworth on my, lied on an application. I'm like, I'm done. Sorry. I'm yeah. sorry, guys. I'm done. Wow. So that's kind of, so no, I don't even have a high school diploma. Wow. But uh, that doesn't keep you from being a student and a good one. And so that's what I've been my whole life and will continue to be until my dying day. Do you still have that set of encyclopedias? I don't. All right, I'm just curious. I don't. I know curious. exactly what they look like though. Yeah. You know, these days I could probably find them on eBay yeah. I was about somewhere. to say, it's an eBay buy. Come yeah. on. <laughs> it's, it's happening. <laughs> wow. How interesting. Now, I guess one of my questions is, I mean, you kind of fell into these luxury homes. What makes what makes you want to do luxury homes? And what about, I would imagine uh, we have a friend that does some painting and that for, for people with luxury homes. It's not the easiest clientele. No, they're not. Yeah. No, they're not. not, not uh, so, yeah, my relationship with estates. Um, I've built a lot of estate homes. I ten there was I was ten years into my career never worked on anything smaller than ten or twelve thousand square feet I think ten thousand oh. was the small that was Jeez. like the little the little guy um, <clears throat> biggest one I ever did was thirty two thirty two thousand square feet no one needs a home that big period uh, but so so the appeal of staying in the luxury estate market was twofold number one. In, uh, you know, I talk about this growing up in the 80s, you know, 70s, 80s, and, and early 90s. Uh, home building in California is just a tracked home development game. It's kind of like just just get it done and sell whatever you – it's fast food. I, I talk about fast food and fast homes, all right? Very little architectural integrity. So what I realized early on was in the luxury estate market, it's the only market left in the United States – where old world craftsmanship and really, really good design was not just accepted and tolerated, but demanded. And yeah. so I'm like, oh my God, I have learned how to do things the right way. And so I've stayed in that market. And, and then as a designer myself, uh, I've always kept one leg in that market. It used to be two, but now it's just one. But uh, because 
the best of estate clients for as troublesome as they can be, and they really can be a pain. But the best of them, they become patrons, not even clients, but patrons. And so, and that's the best scenario. When somebody who, where budget, I don't want to say budgets are irrelevant, but where, where there's a lot of freedom and they come to you as an artist and say, listen, you know, let's just do the backyard. And I'm like, what do you want? And they're like, surprise me. And that's just like, woohoo, <laughs> fireworks, yeah, uh, yeah. Let's, uh, you know, and then then they give you the freedom, like as a patron, right? So I've always maintained that side of our business because as an artist, it's just really hard to say no to somebody saying, hey, get as creative as you want and uh, I'll write the check. Wow. Right? But wow. the other side of it, then the reason, the whole reason I got the show on KFI was that I kept coming. I've never lived in a place like that. Never would. That's just not me. Yeah, why I live, is that? I live yeah. here. I just, this is me. Hey, this house right here, this isn't a double wide mobile home in a <laughs> landfill. So <laughs> this is like Shangri-La for me. No, we just never, I, we just don't, I don't have that need. I like small house living. I mean, I gave you guys the tour. We have one little bedroom that doesn't even get used. And I yeah. feel guilty about it every day. Oh my god, that's funny. So, yeah, I mean, he lives in a pretty modest-sized home for someone who is working on these. Yeah, we live in a mansion. I've, I've never lived in a house bigger than fifteen hundred square feet, wow. and and we build fifteen thousand square foot mansions during the day. I'm just content with this. I just yeah. like this. So, but but so we come home, and so friends and family and neighbors and friends and I mean, it's all in this zone, right? And people uh, would say to each other. Hey, that house that you're so frustrated with, that tract house that you have no idea what to do with, and you you've had contractors and architects over, and you're giving you, literally people are thinking about we got to move out of this house because this house is hopeless. Uh, and then a friend of mine or a family member would say, "Wait, wait, wait! You got you've got to have my my friend Dean take a look at this house first. He's like a you know like what are those things where." where an animal is untamable, uh, like a house whisper, like a horse whisperer, right? Or the the horse that can't be ridden or a dog, the dog, that, the, the dog. This guy, he's like a house whisperer. He can take a house that cannot be trained by anybody else and he can make it obey your whims. And so I started doing that and I found so much satisfaction just helping like normal people that eventually we kind of split the business in two and we're like, listen, we're going to have our fun over here on the artsy side, but we're going to bring that level of creativity into like suburban tract homes and we're going to change people's lives. And that's kind of where the house whisper, it was a nickname given to me. And our son, Jason, eventually said, hey, why don't you guys uh, take, take that as like a separate, do that as a DBA, as a brand yeah. underneath Sharp yes. Design, because that was the yeah. main thing. And we're like, that's a good idea. <laughs> hey. <laughs> So we did that, but it's because of that. It wasn't because of the mansions. It was because of that stuff, helping like normal people right. that KFI was interested in putting us on the air. And Dean on his show, he takes calls from just every, you know, anyone can call up and say, hey, I've got this problem with my house. What do I do with it? And he gives them advice on the, uh, you do a lot of calling. Yeah, we try and do, we try and do it like half of our time. Half the time I get to talk about like high level stuff. And, you know, and when we were negotiating with iHeart, I'm like, listen, I don't want to just do a Mr. Fix-It show. Please let me be artsy. Because i that's really my passion. Yeah. Making America more beautiful is not going to happen just because there's really amazing architecture on the big house on the hill. Rich people. Rich people have always had beautiful homes. Average people don't have extraordinary homes. And so once the average American person starts to recognize that, like I say it every week, that design matters most to them, then things will really start to shift and, and, and neighborhoods become something really special. So I don't know. That's oh. kind of the thing. That's very sweet. I'm no, gonna, I, I'm, I love that philosophy. Yeah. I dig it. How are we doing on time there? Oh, it's been like eight hours. <laughs> we're, way, we're like three times over the important person podcast limit. <laughs> Coldplay would have left so long yeah, ago. They would have been out <laughs> in like nine minutes. Jerks. They would have just left me. He's like, well, you can talk to this guy. Yeah. He'll be here all night. 
He has nowhere else to go. <laughs> he opened his entire afternoon up for you. Uh, now, what is your wife, Tina? You guys have been married. Oh, my gosh. I wish you guys could see their wedding photo. Oh Cute little my kids so, getting yeah, married. You've been married how long? Is it 27 years? Coming up on 27 years, yeah. Wow. And she's a big part of the business and the show, She right? is. She's my business partner. Yeah. She doesn't like doing the talking during the show, but she, you know, she's my, she's there. She's our unpaid producer, we call her, right? Sitting across the table from me and, and everybody loves her. Everybody loves Tina. Uh, she's the nice one between the two of us, right? She's the really um, nice one that. Is that even though she was sorted, I just want to make this really clear, okay? <laughs> I was sorted into Hufflepuff, all right, in my Harry Potter houses, right? And, and she's she's Slytherin. So just just I just want to make that clear that that, Is that Tina, Potter that's Potter talk. That's like a yeah. villain. That she's yeah, yeah. a villain. Okay. She's a villain. She, but yeah. but everybody loves Tina. So yeah, she's she's no, she's my best friend <laughs> on planet Earth. She is, and I introduce her that way uh, sincerely every week. She is she and I have been together for a very long time it feels like maybe 10 years uh even though it's been 27 because she's my best friend she's your twin flame yes she she i always put it this way that people are like well okay what's the secret to an awesome marriage and uh and this long-term relationship and it's love right i'm like well yeah love is easy love is the easy part like like is the thing so we just keep falling in like with each other Right, because that's, that's what you do with your friends, sweet. right? Because yeah. you know, like I like being with you. I like spending most of my time with you. I like being your business partner. I like watching TV with you, et cetera, et cetera. So, you guys are together twenty four seven. A lot, yeah, yeah, a lot, because you know, because we run the business out of the house, and just and she's uh, part of the show. I mean, she's part of everything. She's she's half of everything. That's just the way it is. Nice. I felt that during the walkthrough on the tour. <laughs> the, the tour the tour the tour yeah the i mean whisperer. i mean she she saved my life she really did and yeah. uh and so how'd you guys meet we met online <gasps> what back in 1924 dial up <laughs> dial up modems aol we met in an aol chat room Come on. in 1995 no late you didn't yes we did the whole like, yeah. you know, and then what was like, the chat room? and, and it was like a, you know, so I had gone through, I was going through a, a really, really difficult divorce. You were married before I was, I How was, and you? it was not my plan to end it. Uh, and so it. I was the one with his heart ripped out and bleeding and all of that. Sure. And so, so I'm, yeah, I'm sitting in alone without my kids in an apartment and, uh, and I'm like, well, mm, you have other can... kids. <laughs> Hold on. No, we have two. We have, we, we have two sons yeah. and, uh, but do you have other kids before? In no, the... no. Both of those sons were from our, our, my previous oh, marriage. Oh, I didn't know that. Right. Oh. And, uh, but Tina has raised Jason like from six. Up, yeah, yeah. Right. All right. So, uh, yeah, I'm just like, oh, well. What's this thing? The interweb or whatever it's called. <laughs> and uh, I know it makes a funky sound. And then there's the AOL guy. Oh, there's rooms. Oh, and I found myself in a SoCal chat room, whatever that was, and started talking to Princess. And I don't, she refuses to tell me that if the she name. remembers her, her, her handle number. Right. right. But it was like Princess, like 14063 or something. And, uh, <laughs> Oh we God. ended up talking, and we end, and at, then you could do these little side, like private message side chats, and we ended up talking there, and uh, and she's like, "Hey, do you want to do you want to get together and meet?" And I'm like, "All right, let's do this non stalker style. Let's just let's meet at a uh, at a coffee house in the middle of the day at, in a mall, and that's like the the Thousand Oaks, the Oaks Mall over here in Thousand Oaks. We met wow. at the Coffee Bean and Tea Leaf at like." <laughs> one o'clock in the afternoon and we just sat down for coffee and and talked and forever were you and, married uh, later that afternoon <laughs> we, we were, Pro probably it was <laughs> the, yeah that that was the that was probably uh well she actually she will tell you if she was sitting here she will tell you that she went home that night and told her parents uh this guy i met this afternoon 
He's either going to break my heart into tiny pizzas or I'm going to marry him. Oh that is beautiful. So there it was. That was the oh Tina. That was the effect that she had on me at the time. And when my head was all confused with all bunches of stuff. So basically, I was bankrupt. Oh bankrupt. Wow. I was a <clears throat> like an easy quarter million dollars in debt. Uh, and uh, I had a uh, kind of a nasty divorce on my hands and two pre-made kids. So she came home and said, hey, mom and dad, guess what? Now, she had not, no, no, I'm her first husband, all right? Yeah. She, she, sometimes she introduces me like, this is my first husband <laughs> uh, or my present husband. No, uh, so, yeah, she had just graduated from Art Center in Pasadena, right? Oh she, I mean, God. she's an artist herself. Every prospect, every clear sailing, clear blue skies ahead. And what does she come home? She's like, listen, I found a guy. He's got two kids. He's, in, he's in the middle of, he's bankrupt. I mean, he's a quarter of a million dollars in debt. He's my dream man. And her parents actually said, well, if he's a nice guy, then uh, thumbs up. I never trusted them after that. <laughs> I never trusted their judgment. Dude, I've always looked at them like, you know, you guys. Thanks for inviting me into the family, but, uh, you know, I got my eye on you. I do not trust. You do not make good decisions. <laughs> wow, that's so funny. Where is she originally from? Here? Right here. She was that born was and raised in this town. Wow. Yeah. How incredible. Hmm. All right. I, uh, I'm, I'm just, like, blown away by this. It's so interesting to it's me. It's the whiskey. It really is. <laughs> is it? Because it really I'm, I know, I'm serious. This is... I find it kind of an unremarkable much. story. No, it, It's I, pretty I, remarkable, I, Dean. I, I don't know, man. Uh-oh, look what time it is. Oh, it's 4.20. No, I mean, yeah, time it's to time to light up. up. We're not... <laughs> We're not. We're not buffers. We're not buffers. We don't buff. We do honor the time. I always wanna... mess around when I see it. Wow. Anywhere else you want to go before we oh, do our wrap? Man. I don't know. I mean, Any we other... can talk all afternoon. You guys can violate your "we don't edit this podcast" rule. <laughs> I feel like I feel like you're going to have to at this point because no. we've just been going and going. I know, but I'm so into that. I, I'm serious. Yeah. God, what a time. What a time. You, is, is, okay, so is there still any, I mean, whatever, I'll say it like this. Is there still any connection with the the first marriage and the kid's biological mother, whatever? She actually lives here in town. No. Uh, but no, no. Okay. There's, no, there's, okay. that's, Do it's, they, all, it's all good. We're, they don't associate <clears throat> either? No. Okay, nope. cool. No. Nope. I mean, look, they were six or whatever. The old, Your oldest was six. Yeah. Mom is right here about, you know. 50 feet away I mean, away they don't us. associate with their Te mom? Yeah, well, no, yeah. they do. They, yeah. they, 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 they have their contact. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but they don't but go, Jason, hey, As Jason yeah. got older, Jason specifically made a decision. Like, listen, I, I really want to go be, you know, we were supportive of who, you know, he's an artist. And oh. so we were very supportive of him as well. It wasn't it wasn't like my childhood where they didn't see him at all. It was just, it, you know, it was one thing. It was a series of situations. But uh, Tina has been there from day one. And, uh, you know, it was the kids who actually said, hey, can we call you mom? Oh, my God. Because that, well, that, as you know, when we brought her into the fold, I'm like, you just call her Christina or Tina or whatever. And, and, and it wasn't long after where they were like, you know, we feel like you're being mom. And she's like, well, I want to, I would love to do that for you. And so, boom. And it's just that way. It's just been that way because you know, the baby now is 35 okay so let's just <laughs> let's make it clear it's not like i've got you know college age kids right yes we've got a six-year-old granddaughter olivia I... who is punishing us all <laughs> for our past lives no she is the oh most God. awesome thing in the universe she is just a whirlwind of awesome she really is that's, that's sweet and we could i guess we could technically think aol chat rooms there you go for this exactly yeah. yeah thank you aol yeah so you know tina and i have always been early adopters so you know long before you could swipe right, right. we we connected <laughs> oh so funny. it's funny that it wasn't even like a dating site it was like a chat room no AOL it was a chat, chat room. room and then we decided to exchange photos and we promised wow. each other how long did you chat before you exchanged <clears throat> photos? I know this happened over a period of uh, several days that yeah. we kept refinding each other, or and, and we would say, "Hey, you're going to be back on uh, when let's." We so we had little dates on the chat site, like I'll be there, 
uh, and eventually we made that plan. But first we're like, yeah, maybe we should, you know, I promise I am going to send you a photo. I promise it is a realistic looking photo and you do the same. And so we exchanged photos and we were like, all right. I mean, I was like, yeah. And she was like, all right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she was like, okay. Uh That'll, that'll do. This'll do. Yeah. This'll do. And I was like very excited. And so, so yeah. So she sent me a real photo and I sent her a real photo and we we're like, okay, and this is the real, cause what's the point? And we were serious about seeing where things could go. So we weren't going to BS each other. Uh, you know, uh, the question I forgot uh, that I wanted to ask is, you know, you and Tina are attractive. Why have you ever been approached by television? There's so many home shows. I was going to ask that earlier. And you have a radio show and you're so appealing. Yep. And so is Tina. (laughs) What's the story there? What about TV? Um, Too much? No. Uh, We've, uh, well, I've done through KFI, I've done a little bit of local TV here, little hits and spots and stuff. Uh, As far as HGTV, I actually can't stand it. I mean, I literally. It's like being a doctor watching a medical drama. And you're just like, that's not the way you do it. That's not how that. Oh, my God. No. So I just have issues with that because it's so contrived and not. You know, right. what, you know what might be tough, too, is that you guys get along. So that I know might, that might we'll be see a that. Okay. So, all right. So the short answer yeah. to your yeah. question is this. Uh, we are actually in a conversation right now oh. with oh. something that might turn into. Because right. I could totally see But it. we've been approached yeah. three or four times in the last six years by various producers from that uh, genre uh, and and ended up basically saying no. Because, number one, life is full and we're great. I mean, I wasn't looking for radio either, okay? We had a lovely design business, and then Robin Bertolucci came along and said, I'd like to put you on the radio, and I'm like, I think that would really mess my life up. So, um, and she's so like, she approached you through like a friend who had their house. Tina, no, or of course, oh. everybody falls in love with Tina. She uh. she became friends with Tina, and then I became friends with her. And then Robin calls me one day and says, "Hey, Dean, I want to get together and have breakfast." And I'm like, "Oh, she must be ready to design her library now." So we sat down for breakfast, and I'm like, "So the library?" And she's looking at me across the table, like, "What are you talking about?" I'm like, "Why are we here?" And she's like. <laughs> Oh, I see. You thought I wanted... No, I want to put you on KFI. And I'm like, what are you talking about? So that's how that started. I wasn't looking for it because I just wanted to design homes. Yeah. But this has been fun. And it's been... She's like, you're good at it. I know you're going to be good at it. And I know you love an adventure. And I know you're not going to say no. So don't say no now. Just go in. And I didn't say no. And it has been an adventure. But with every step along the way, right... It's got to be worth it. It's got to be worth it. And I don't like, and so we've turned down three or four formulaic kind of, you guys will say, we'll get together, you know, and it's the classic thing, the couple, and then there's the surprise. Oh my gosh, the, this just, we didn't know this was a bearing wall. (laughs) And then the argument and then the, this, right. And I'm like, no. So finally, we may actually be in a conversation right now where I said, listen, I don't want to do a lot. I want to do a limited series and I actually want to teach people how to design their homes yes and i'd like to do it this way and you know what they didn't say i haven't said no yet and they didn't say no yet so uh maybe who Who knows who knows i don't know well it's nice that you're in a place that it doesn't matter if it happens kind of it doesn't matter and that does feel good because it really you know i mean look at our little house you know the nice thing about living in a little house is that you know if you got a decent paying job you're not worried about the rest you know, right. you don't, I don't have to chase it to, to yeah. I don't have to sell my soul in order to pay for the next thing. Right. We're fine. Yeah. And so what I'm interested in is, so my ambitions, like my idea of ambition in life is about your ideas and your thoughts and self-expression and that kind of thing. And so, so I have ambitions. It's just not to live in a bigger house with five cars. I just, right. my ambition is, well, if we do something like that, why don't we do it like cool? Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see if that happens. And if it doesn't, eh, no big deal. Nice. Well, this seems like a great segment. Uh, Time to go into our uh, final segment since we've gotten a lot out of Dean Sharp here about his whole life story. (laughs) Uh, Our last part of the program is it's five o'clock somewhere. 
where we ask you five final questions, quick ones, just to get to know you a little bit better before you bounce out of here. Dean Sharp, are you ready? I am ready. Okay, uh, question number one. If you had to design a house in just one color, what would it be? Blue. It's my favorite color. Yeah. All right. It's a good color. All right, question number two. One of these has to go. You can never eat it again. Ooh. Cheese, peanut butter, or pizza. Oh my God! Those are my. Those are like the three greatest things ever invented. I love you. What's your answer? All right, I'm just gonna do away with pizza because it's a composite, and okay, I still have the cheese and the peanut butter right. and the peanut butter. Yes. All right, all right, fine. Uh, question number three: um, If you had to choose one other place to live outside of California, where would it be? Uh, the Northeast, on uh, on a rocky coastline, uh, pushed between uh, the ocean, a rocky ocean, and uh, like a marina with the with the ships, you know, uh, in there, and uh, and maybe a forest in the Northeast. So you've never thought about this before. Never, yeah, never, no. never in my that life. Sound detailed at all? That. I'm just saying. <laughs> There's a Freudian issue going on there somehow. Question number four. All right. Name the biggest eyesore in architecture and your favorite thing in architecture. Wow. Uh, that's just too I can't. Just, it just, <laughs> Can the, I? the biggest eyesore? Yeah. Can I just mention one that I believe? Okay. Yeah. The Peterson Automotive Museum, which we live near. Yeah, the Peterson is Museum is, is pretty terrible. You're, I think the, right. only re the only way that would have been cool is if that was actually a ride and people rode on it. We'll have to show a picture of yeah. it. Like yeah. Like if there was right. actually, what do you call that? A uh, Well, it reminds me of like the stratosphere. Coaster. Roller coaster. Yeah. <laughs> Vegas, only there's no roller coaster. So I'll say this as a general <laughs> yeah. principle, because this kind of, you know, this folds right into my philosophy. So the greatest eyesore would be most suburban track neighborhoods. They just, I'm just, ah, uh, come on. Uh, and as far as the, the most beautiful, I there's just too much. There's, yeah. there's way too much. I love a finely built craftsman home from the 1920s. There's I was going to ask your favorite era of yeah. architecture. Would I be love. I mean, craftsman is the tr is is arguably the only and first true American residential architecture. It belongs to us. It's it's from us and nowhere else. And I I love it. It was a response to all the gaudiness of Victorianism. It's minimal. It's got Asian elements in it. It's got, it's just, I think it's sexy as hell. Nice. I like that answer. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, question number five, our final uh, question for you, Dean Sharp. Your best advice to someone wanting to build a beautiful life. A beautiful life. Yes. Because you're very philosophical on your show. You always end with like this great piece of wisdom for the world. What do you got there, Dean? It is the smallest things that matter most. All of life in every one of, you know, whether you are a, a, a pauper or a prince, whether you're, you have all the money in the universe or uh, barely two pennies to rub together, the fact of the matter is most of us, most of our lives, you know, about 70, 80% of our daily routines are all the same, right? The rich guy brushes his teeth. The poor person hopefully brushes their teeth. You know, we comb our hair. We, we use the toilet the same number of times during all of this, all of these tiny little things, including the conversations you have with people and the opportunities to get to say hi to people when you're standing in line at the coffee shop or what, all of the tiny banalities of life are essentially what life is really made out of. They're tiny little aggregate stones that make a whole life. And people who skip over that and just try and go for the big stuff, you know, it's hit or miss, and most of the time it's miss. I mean, just the history of Hollywood tells you that. So I think if you're gonna build yourself a beautiful life, you gotta start appreciating every little small thing along the way and just try and be there for it. Be there for it, do it the best you can, and don't look past uh, the small things, because I, I think that's what life is made out of. I love you, Dean Sharp. I, dude, I was going to say, <laughs> I freaking love you, man. <laughs> we brought all our bags. We're moving in. Yeah, we are. Well, I, I have the whole afternoon is free. <laughs> oh, 
Oh uh, thank God. you, Dean, for being on the pod. Um, Dear House Whisperer, you can hear him on KFI. Uh, that's AM640 in Los Angeles, streaming worldwide. Uh, also on the iHeart. Uh, I'm sure you're, you're probably you're, the podcast yeah, is everywhere. everywhere it's on every it's app. A home with Dean Sharp. You, can, you know, Spotify, wherever, wherever you do your podcasting, there it is. Uh, it's been beautiful having you on. It's been great getting to know you even more. Uh, and really, it's so nice for you hosting us here. It's been really fun. It's been a great pleasure to uh, to be your guest here in my own studio. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you You're for welcome. to my You're studio. You're welcome, Dean. You guys are for, awesome. For I love you guys. Podcast. Thank you. Yeah, man. Wait, um, well, I was just going to say, it would be funny. So we do an after pod where we talk about the guest after they leave. So it would be funny if we just keep recording and we'll do. We just, I will. I'll go. I'll yeah, bail. Yeah. We talk I'll, for like five minutes. All right. We, yeah. All right. I'm out. Yeah, all right. I'm out. All right. Yeah. Here I go. Okay. See you guys. Thanks. Yeah. Can you call me an Uber? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we actually had to physically kick the guest out. Uh, welcome to the after pod, where we talk about our guest after the, he literally left the room. He literally just usually it's virtual, but it's actual physical. Oh my god! It's so nice here. It can we get a house like this? Oh god! You I want to have a little backyard like this. I know. This is a beautiful thing. Yeah, it's really nice. Could here. you imagine if we had our freaking show here? Yeah. Every week, Dean is showing us that it's possible. Oh Jason, yes, I this know. It's really nice. I mean, you know what's so great? If we got a place, I mean, like he said, this was like a shed or something. No, I know. And he just made a studio out That's of it. That's it. It's simple. Yeah. It I is. Like simple. It. I like it a lot. Oh my god. So it's kind of cool because so I knew Dean and Tina from working at KFI uh, six years ago. Yeah, you you never met him. What do you think? I told he, you they're he, like amazing. Uh, yeah. No, he. That's funny what I was saying about um, doing TV. I could see the problems he would have because they would, you know, any reality show, they want to create drama and problems. But these two are like so sweet and nice. But I'm, I'm super interested. I, I mean, he to they totally should be on TV. They it's have. It's kind of neat. But I, I love the that. positions he that he's in too. That yeah. it doesn't. He just wants to do things that feel good, and you know, he's not, he's not chasing something. With with what he no right with what he does, and how he you know he kind of said it how like minimal simplistic his place is. I mean, like but, his place. So they but, totally redid it, and it was really cool. He was showing us, yes. you know, like they got rid of the garage because it was. What did he say when he first moved in? Was it only eight hundred square feet or something? Uh, yeah, it, something like that. For someone but, who is designing these mansions it's yeah. really interesting so they got rid of the garage and made it they just totally moved the door and I, you know he showed us how like to create more light he put in this vintage window in the middle of the house it's very cool when you open the door it they have like a sliding glass door that opens out to the fire pit it's super nice but it is surprising that he lives so minimally but i love his attitude about it all because he's not like chasing like, oh, I got to move into something bigger. And then after this, I got to get something bigger. And it's really, he's built, you know, he's got a guest house back here. Right. The uh, chicken coop. No, I, I, he's got it all. He's got, oh, he's got his shed of tools and. Yeah. Workshop. Uh, the um, the two-ton slab of, uh, I forget He was what freaking us out with, was, was it a, con is it a convention stovetop? What was the? Oh my God. What was it called? Yeah. Is it convention? Convention. Is it? Are you, you sure? The thing where the stovetop heats up, but you can touch it and it's not hot? You could touch it, but it basically creates the heat once, you know, the pot or the pan. Hot or, gets hot because of metallic because it's, because, yeah, something. That's how, that's how like, <laughs> energy works and how it conducts, basically. Yeah, that was interesting. No, I, you know, I know I'm sitting here kind of in awe because it even though he was like you know oh that's the whiskey sure maybe a little bit but at the same time i'm so blown away in such a positive like enlightenment i don't know i'm <laughs> yeah it's incredible everything about this i mean i knew i've always it's so funny like when you first meet people so i worked with them yeah just a little bit like i was doing the news anchor part and they were doing their show i was like god i love these guys and they would bring me eggs 
from oh my the God, chickens. That's, that's, see, so that's very cute. I just knew his voice and and like his name and and heart. I don't even know that I knew what he looked like. Yeah, he is a freaking amazing guy, Dean. We do love you. I love you. <laughs> We're falling in love with all of our guests. I'm serious. Yeah. I, I, 2023 a, is really. I knew. Special. I knew 2023 was was had a really great feeling about it. It feels yeah. good. So thank you, Dean Sharp. Thank you, Dean and Tina, for hosting us at your studio. D and T, that you guys are. Oh my God! Thank you for hosting everything. I do want to point out if you need a voiceover. Or uh, <laughs> or a side person in your TV show. I'm your girl. You are. Yes. Yeah. Sounds Absolutely. good. Sounds good. You could be a part of it too, maybe. That would be nuts. <laughs> 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 All right, guys. Well, thank you for tuning in. Uh, it's been super fun. And uh, on to the next episode. That's right. Love you guys. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Cuz I Have To podcast. Find us on Instagram at Cause I Have To Podcast. Email us at Cause I Have To Podcast at gmail.com. If you know someone living their dreams, tell us about them. And if you dig what you hear, please share, share the, the podcast, podcast on, on your, your socials. socials so we can grow this baby. Okay, folks, until next time. <laughs>